Grace Notes, brought to you by Sandbeck Ministries. Let's join concert artist and author Barbara Sandbeck as she continues her series, Intimacy with God, with Intimacy Demands Respect. Oh, 
Today I want to talk about another barrier to an intimate relationship with the Lord. Lack of respect. Lack of respect is one of the major contributors to the demise of marriages and other relationships today. And this filters over in our treatment of God, too. People have become so familiar with the God word that it no longer has the connotation it used to. We dub God as Big Brother or the man upstairs. We treat him like a puppet. Pull his string and he'll respond. What America needs is a healthy fear of Almighty God. Yes, God wants us to be intimate with him. In fact, we can call him Abba Father, which means Daddy. But just like we know we must respect our earthly fathers, we must always remember that our Heavenly Father is God. He deserves the most respect of all. Who are we, anyway? Better yet, who is God? In Isaiah 40, God asks us questions to help us better understand His greatness. He says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of His hand, or with the breath of His hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket, or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? Who has understood the mind of the Lord or instructed him as his counselor? Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. We'll respect God more if we consider who he is and who we aren't. The prophet Isaiah realized who he wasn't when he had an actual encounter with the living God. He said in Isaiah 6, 5, Woe is me, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. The word ruined or undone actually meant that all his joints were pulled out of their sockets. That's how astounded he was over the awesomeness of God. I was praying one morning, and after thanking God for all the things he does, I stopped and just thanked him for who he is and for the beauty of his holiness. When is the last time you did that? Hebrews twelve twenty eight says, We must worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. To worship means to ascribe worth to. What is God really worth to you? God deserves worship, but we worship only when he has lived up to our expectations. I've heard people say they're angry at God, even hate him. Why? Because he's disappointed them. He didn't do things their way. Do we ever disappoint God? Do we always do what He wants? We expect so much out of God, but don't expect Him to expect anything out of us. Almighty God should be on the pedestal of our hearts, but instead, for most of us, the I takes the throne. You see, there's a tower of Babel desire in all of us. Genesis 11.4 says, The people built the tower of Babel to make a name for themselves. Our purpose for being created is to glorify God. When we function in that capacity, He turns it around and gives us glory, not because we deserve it, but because of His great mercy. Take Abraham, for example. God said that He would make Abraham's name a blessing for all time because He trusted and was faithful to Him. 
We need not try to raise our own flag or build our own tower. God will lift us up as we lift his name up. When we try to do it our way, we'll end up confused as to our purpose in life and be rendered ineffective. Our words will become nothing more than babble to those around us. Men come and they go. Their lives are soon past, but only one man left a mark that will last. He gave up his glory when he left heaven's splendor to come here to earth, his life to surrender. He became a servant, though he was a king, so we could spend all eternity with him. He suffered beyond what a man could endure to make our salvation a thing that is sure. Abused and rejected by those that he loved, he was beaten and bruised, kicked and shoved. He showed no concern for his own rights, understanding his mission was to win the fight. The battle between forces of evil and good was fought at Mount Calvary where the rugged cross stood. The victory was won when he rose from the dead, and he gives us freedom from the hell that we dread. God gave us our lives to live out for him. When we focus on ourselves, then he calls that sin. He made us who we are and expects us to be content with our place in society. He will exalt us when the time comes, if not here on earth, then in heaven be done. Before every concert, I warm myself and the atmosphere up with a song I never tire of. It perfectly depicts how I feel about God. As I sing, I create a picture in my mind with the words, and it helps me focus on His greatness. As you listen, try to do the same. You just might find yourself in worship. I will fill the morning with His praise. I'll extol the ancient one of days. For He is See? 
through our website at www.sandbeckministries.com. Ask for your complimentary copy of the poem entitled, Our Place When You Write. For a cassette copy of this program, send $7 and ask for program 108. On our next program, Barbara will continue her series with the topic, Intimacy by Identification. <laughs>